Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here, Relevance for Today. I just want to get on real quick and let you know, hey, it's November 2021. Got a lot of things going on right now. God is opening up some amazing doors for Barb and I to do ministry and so forth online. We've got Kingdom Community TV that we're on, Kingdom Community Network, as well as Faith United Network TV, and of course the Faith United Network community as well, where we can connect together on this amazing platform and get together with more like-minded folks around the world. You don't have to worry about anything. You can stay focused on the Lord, and we're excited about it. So in the meantime, for these next couple months, I'm going to be digging some goodies, some of my messages from the past out, revamping them a little bit. But the main thing is throwing the intro on, throwing the outro on them, and the messages, hey, they're about God's word, so they'll never be outdated. I'm going to be sharing some of those with you folks. Make sure you share them with other people as well. Hey, thanks as always for tuning into Relevance for today, as well as don't forget about Spiritual Spotlight, the new podcast that we came out with that we do three times a week, five minutes or less, a great Kickstarter for the day, all about the Lord also God gets the glory. So make sure you check those out as well. Thanks for tuning in to these episodes that are going to be being played. I'm going to dig some good stuff out. Like I said, Hey, God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in as always to the shows. God bless. Love you all. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to relevance for today. I am here in Sanford, Maine. We're staying with some friends for the weekend as my wife and I celebrate our 28th year anniversary. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings. I want to share with you part three of the grief experience. Grieving about my mom passing away this year, March 2019. I actually could keep going on, but they say that people love things in threes. So we're going to do the third part. And then as time goes on, I'll probably do the grief experience revisited or something. But anyway, it's a beautiful day outside. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're enjoying this series. It's helping me a lot. I hope it's helping you too. Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear this. Okay, so once again, Sanford, Maine. I've got Joe over here, Joe and Lynn. God bless you too. Thank you so much for having us, staying with them. We're gonna go visit the coast and just hang out and enjoy ourselves. Once again, my wife and I have celebrated 28 years of marriage. She's the love of my life. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. Okay, I had to throw that in there. Good stuff. Okay, so anyway, we're continuing on part three, as most of you know, once again, as a recap, my mother passed away March of this year, 2019, and I did not know how to grieve. I was so busy, I was breaking a lot of the rules. I made plans, my wife and I made plans that we should have waited on and different things that we should have just taken our time 
grieve for mom, grieve for my daughter and grandson moving out and different things like that, and just took the time to let the grieving process take place. Love my mom, I know she's with the Lord, but hey, just because we know they're with the Lord does not mean we're not gonna miss them. So with this part, I'm gonna be talking about some tips on how we should treat others that are going through the grieving process, because many of us have lost someone. In fact, all of us have lost someone in our lives. And sometimes people just don't know what to say to them. So they say the wrong thing. They don't mean it to be hurtful. But at the same time, I want to share these tips to keep you as well as me from saying things that probably we shouldn't say when someone has lost a loved one. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and get right into it. I'm going to be reading from a couple of the emails that I received. It's great stuff. Once again, um, griefshare.org online. They'll send you your email. You can read them. Um, it's really good. It comes in handy. It helps every day, helps with the grieving process. Like I said, you might be able to hear Joe down there. He's doing some trimming and, uh, but I'll do my best to edit out the sounds if I have to. But anyway, Let's get started. So the title of this email was called Words. And remember, if you've said these things before, please, I don't want you to get offended. I want you to be able to take what I'm sharing and use it to your advantage in case you have to approach someone who may lose a loved one again. So here it is, words. Well-meaning people, including me, often try to come up with something to say when there are no words that can help. Saying too much can make the situation worse. Maybe you've heard some of these words that don't help. Once again, if you have used these words, don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up. We've all done it, okay? Me included. Remember, when I'm pointing this way, I've got three pointing at myself. Right, Tommy Donaldson? So with that being said, here they are, okay? Well-meaning people say these things, including me, but... They don't help the situation when you've lost a loved one. The first one that we shouldn't say, God must have needed another angel in heaven. It sounds beautiful. It sounds fantastic. But folks, when we pass away, we're not going to become angels. We're not going to have wings. We're not going to have bow and arrows and be a cherub flying around. Okay. Another one was you are young. You can marry again. That would be rough for someone to say to someone who just lost a, a wife, a spouse, husband, wife. Um, you can always have more children. Can you imagine that if someone said that? You can always have more children after you've lost your child. That, that's heartbreaking. I, you're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head going, what? You can always have more children. Um, another one is they're in a better place. As a follower of Jesus Christ, knowing that someone's suffering, yes, they are going to be in a better place. They're going to have a new body. They're going to be restored. No more whatever the pain may be, whether it's cancer, whatever's going on, won't be eating them up anymore. But at the time when someone has lost a loved one and they're missing that individual, the last thing you want to say is, hey, they're in a better place. Because what that may do for them is, what does that mean for me? I just lost my spouse. I just lost my mother. I just lost my father. I lost my brother. I lost my child. I want them here with me. I don't want to say they're in a better place now, you know, so little things like that. And there was only four of them. 
And the way they worded in here, like I said, don't get offended, but the way they worded in here, it says insensitive remarks often come from people who have no idea what you're feeling right now. If you're emptied, if you're, I'm sorry, if you're tempted to strike back and set the record straight, it might be wise to take a deep breath and count to 10. Hopefully the well-meaning person will learn from your silence. But instead of having to go that far where someone has to silence us out, why don't we learn things not to say, things to say? You know what I mean? Because when it comes time for a loved, a loved one, you lose a loved one, it's, it hurts. People don't know what to say. I've been there. I told a couple one time I got out of church. I went to take a young man home, come to find out his brother had passed away. So I had to take him to go see his parents. When we arrived, my wife and I arrived with a young man to take him to his parents. They were sitting on the step in tears. They were broken. I had no words. So when I got out, I recognized the parents. They knew me. And I looked at them and I said, I I'm so sorry. I I have no words. I'm sorry. And I embraced them both and gave them a hug. Sometimes that's all it is that you need to do. Silence. Give someone a hug. I'm so sorry for your loss. You know, it's, it's not easy. Um, so here's some suggestions. So some words that can help are, I'm so sorry. Just like I just said, I'm so sorry for your loss. I can't imagine how you must be feeling is another great one. I'd love to bring you a meal. Simple things like that. Or maybe you'll come back to your house and someone's mowed your, your lawn. Or it's the little things, you know. You know you have so much to do. You're focusing on losing a loved one. Make someone a meal. You know, receiving a home-cooked meal. Receiving a card in the mail saying sorry for your loss. Different things like that are very helpful. People need to know that people care and that they're not alone. But at the same time, we all grieve differently. So it's, it's tricky. It can be tricky because you have to know what to say, when to say. Sometimes silence is better than anything else. And it's one of those things where, you know, Lord, give me the words to say, help me help them in any way possible. And if you hear the Holy Spirit say, then be silent, go sit down and be silent. Don't hover over the individual, whatever it may be, just do it. You know, you want to do something in love, you know, bless them with a meal. You know, the last thing a person wants to do after they lose a loved one is cook food for themselves. You know, that's the last thing they're thinking about is getting something to eat. They're just grieving the loss of their loved ones. It's, it's so much to deal with. You know, for example, for my dad, 54 years of marriage and to not have his spouse and not have mom anymore, you know, you can't even begin to imagine. So the last thing you say is, you know, you can't say, I know how you feel because you don't. Even if you've lost your wife, you know, you might say, I've been where you're at. Let me know if I can help you. If you need me, call me. Here's my number, you know, whatever it may be. So the actual email goes on to say, we can't control others' words, but in James 1.19, Jesus' brothers <clears throat> gave, us a, gave us three tips to manage our words in any situation. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That's James 1.19.
and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Colossians 3.15. Um, of course, that's a great verse right there, living in peace. But, you know, I just wanted to share that with the words because, you know, I've had it happen to me and I'm I'm a lover. I'm, I'm not one to, to get upset about things like that. But sometimes people don't realize it and they say things that they just don't know. You know, you know, heaven gained an angel. The Lord must have needed your mother. It's like, no, mom passed away. It was her time. Mom passed away. You know, um, that's the bottom line. You know, you, you can't sit back and say, you know, God must have needed her because what happens for the parent who just lost their child because uh, a drunk driver came by and, and killed them, you know, or a freak accident happens and all the children die or something like that. The last thing you want to say is God must have needed your children. No. Accidents happen. You know, the, we're not in a perfect world. As most of you know, Satan is on the prowl, the prince of this earth. He is running rampage. I mean, just look at the news. There's a lot going on in the world, and I don't want to get sidetracked and take away from the grieving process, but I just wanted to share on that. You know, when you get ready, my advice to you is if you deal with a situation where someone's lost a loved one, before you open your mouth, catch a deep breath, pray. If you need to, you know, Lord, give me the right words to say, because I'm going to be the next person to shake Steve Lewis's hand and say something about him losing his mother. You know, I'm so sorry. Hug me. That's good enough for me. You know, like it said, you don't have to say heaven gained an angel or, you know, you'll be okay. You know, different things like that. It's like give people a chance to grieve. Don't tell them how they should react. Everybody grieves differently. You know, it's not build a bridge and get over it. It's take your time, go through the grieving process, take the time to think about the awesome thoughts and the wonderful things and uh, and go from there. Um, I also wanted to share something else. Um, so in one of my other emails I got, actually that first one, I stand corrected. The first one on words was actually from the grieving. Um, it was from a grieving process uh, daily devotional that I read. Hey, Joe. <laughs> um, it was from a grieving uh Oh my gosh. It's up here anyway. That's where it came from. So basically this second portion I'm going to read to you is actually an email from griefshare.org. And it says, are we there yet? When children travel, they love to ask, are we there yet? As you navigate life after loss, you may wonder the same thing. Some frequently asked questions are, how long does grief take? The answer to that is, as long as it takes, I'm learning this. See, like I said, I'm still in the beginning of this process, but I want to do a three part series to help you as well as me. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm sharing, the more I'm reading about it and learning about it. I'm able to cope. I'm able to realize, slow down, take your time. People have been given great advice. I love the feedback, folks. It really means a lot to do these podcasts, whatever the topic may be, to see to read your um, comments that you're sharing. Um, it's good. It's uplifting. It's encouraging. It lets podcasters, writers know that it's reaching someone 
in a way that's that's helping them because when we're encouraging you you're also encouraging us to continue doing what we're doing so back to that one again as long as it takes each person has their own timeline and unique way of coping with loss next question will i always miss my loved one probably so but over time the time of deep ache will become more bearable or will be more bearable and memories of the person you're missing will become gentle reminders of the impact they make they made in your life embrace it it's okay to always miss them and that's very important you know for me i think about mom i reminisce about mom and i went to start singing a couple songs this morning while my wife and i were traveling down here to portland and uh you start feeling a tear breaking out you know let it flow and uh you remember you know like one thing we used to do as a family was we loved music so dad would put on one of his old records or he'd have his uh a track playing he had the a track system i mean he had the reel to reel we had some jams and then he would take some of his weightlifting equipment and set up a, a broomstick across it and we would limbo underneath it and we would play the different music and all of us would take turns doing the limbo to see who could get the lowest and i think my sister baby sis would always beat us out and get the lowest but it was fun and so you hear some of those songs that we used to do that to and it made me remember it made me me remember of those times where we would do that and playing limbo together and laughing together and just having a great time together and you know that's what it's all about it's remembering the good times and uh you cherish those memories and so that was very important um you know i'm gonna miss mom but you remember those memories she's always gonna be in here and she's always gonna be up here you're always gonna have those memories sit back relax reminisce um it also says in here okay it says you're missing will become gentle reminders of the impact they made in your life and i i mentioned that already embrace it it's okay to always miss them and i said that whole thing all over again but it's okay to miss them you know don't feel bad don't say i got to get up here and i've got to get out of this mode i'm in i've got to get on with my life it's like take each day like when I talk to my dad, that's what he's doing. He's taking each day as it comes. He started a new hobby that's helped him get out of the house. He's having a blast. He's enjoying it. He made a quilt that was in dedication to mom, which is awesome. I'm so excited for dad. Dad, I'm proud of you and I love you. And you're a great example. Great example of a father. I love you, daddy. Okay, so the next one question why are people rushing me answer people especially those who have never lost someone close may make insensitive comments about how long your morning lasts if someone is a, is in a hurry for you to be yourself again remember they did not experience your relationship with the person you're missing take as long as you need and that doesn't mean you know that's even though you're in the griefing process, you also have to remember to walk and live in love. So when someone makes a comment like that to you, be careful how you respond. You know, Lord, give me the strength 
to respond in a way that's not going to cause offense, but at the same time, it's not going to cause a wedge between us because this individual doesn't know what I'm going through. You know, whatever it may be, it's all about, you still got to throw that love in there, just like I did on the love movement series. You still have to have that love in there. You know, it's kind of like, when Jesus, the same thing with Stephen, when Stephen was getting stoned, when Jesus was on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them of the sin. You know, this person does not know what they're saying to you and how it's affecting you. So sometimes you just got to be like, Lord, please forgive them for what they're saying to me right now, even though they're making me want to scream right now, you know, because what will happen is if you don't answer that in love, you're going to take that and the enemy is going to have you replaying that thing over and over again in your head. You're not going to get any rest and peace. And the whole grieving process is going to be a mess for you that day because you're going to sit back and go, the nerve of that person to tell me to get over it. They don't know what I'm going through, you know, and then you get worked up. And then once you're worked up, you know how it is. You know, you get uneasy. It's like when I talked about being around the right people. It's the same thing. You don't want to get worked up. Stay focused. Remember, people are going to come to you and they're going to say things that they should have never said, but they don't know any better. So they're saying things that they think they're supposed to say. And in turn, you have to remember that in your mind and be prepared. Okay, there's going to be a couple people that are going to tell me, you know, your mother's an angel now. There's going to be a couple people that are going to tell me, oh, it'll be okay. You'll be fine. You have to just remember, have peace within yourself, have peace within the Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, to give you the peace that surpasses all understanding through Jesus Christ. So, continuing on, the last question was, what about closure? And the answer is, have you ever heard the saying, closure is for bank accounts, not for love accounts? That's pretty cool. I'll read that again. Closure is for bank accounts, not love accounts. It's kind of like when uh, sister there, Jessica Brody said about, you know, grief is like a bill. Eventually, you're going to have to pay it. It's the same thing here, except for it says closure is for bank accounts, not for love accounts. The last thing, the last thing, excuse me, the last thing you want to do is to try to get over someone you love. Grief and mourning help you process the emotions of sorrow. Remember the person you're missing and take steps towards healing and a joy-filled life. And that's, um, this one says the Grief Survivor Group Study Guide. So they also have a Grief Survivor Group Study Guide, and you can get that at griefsurvivor.com. Awesome stuff. Great stuff. So I wanted to share that with you folks. Um, it's a journey. Um, I'm sure I'm going to go ahead and definitely do a revisiting of the grief process as time goes on. Um, I'm going to come back and we'll do some more podcasts on grief as I go through some more different things in my journey. You know, it may be two, three, four, five months from now, maybe a year from now. I don't know. All I know is I'm taking everything and I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. In fact, I have something I want to share with you. I was going to do a separate podcast, but you know what? We've got lots of time and I want to share something with you. Um, in all this, if you would listen to um, part one of this three-part series, 
you'll remember where I mentioned how my wife and I were going to move and we had made decisions based on emotion. Well, one of the things I learned was many people really care about my wife and I. We lived in our town for 17 years. Um, I ran a food pantry for 12 years. My wife is a charge nurse and she is absolutely amazing. Um, many of you, many, I won't say many of you because you're listening all over the world, but many people know who my wife is and they know of her. They've seen her in action in the nursing homes, how she just loves on the residents there. Um, she's comforted families and everything in the different situations in their lives um, as they've lost their loved ones and so forth. But we've both impacted lives. And I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I'm getting to a point that you need to understand about something. We've touched many lives in, in where we live. So as soon as we started announcing that we were leaving, it really touched some people in a way that we had no idea. So here we are. We had no idea how some people felt about us and we were getting ready to go start a new life. And as most of you know, we changed our minds. We sat down, we talked about it and we realized that we were breaking the rules in the grieving process and we were making decisions that we should have never made while we hadn't even taken time to grieve. We were running on emotions 100%. But we told many people we were leaving and it broke a lot of people's hearts. It broke more people's hearts than I even had a clue. So what ended up happening is different people started saying things to us and it was beautiful. I mean, we're talking, you know, I don't know what we're going to do without you. Um, how is this place going to run without you being here? Um, you're a light in the area. You're a light in the community. We're going to miss you. I mean, all these beautiful things. My wife shared some things with me when we were on our way down today. It was just beautiful. Different individuals telling her that she was a light. Um, and, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, as followers of Jesus Christ, when we walk into a room, when we walk into a store, wherever we may be, we should bring, even if you just bring one thing, and that is love into those environments, you should be able to change that atmosphere. No matter what it is, you come in, you smile, you go through the checkout, you smile, you laugh, you have a good time. Folks are in there working. For example, our local IGA store. I love going in there. We have a blast. We laugh. We joke around. You know, you put a smile on people's face and you let them know you care about them. And so we heard many wonderful things. And of course, with everything going on for us, you know, not grieving mom yet, you know, my daughter and grandson leaving, you know, getting ready to close the pantry then having to share with all these people, you know, we had some of the recipients who cried and gave me a hug and things like that. And I really didn't get a chance to process my emotions yet because I had so many different things to do. But what I'm getting at is this, and this is very important for you and it's very important for me. Um, you've heard the saying before, and I actually did, I wrote a piece on it and it pretty much was start saying and sharing people, sharing with people good things that you feel about them while they're still alive, for example. Um, you probably heard it. Don't wait until the funeral to say amazing things about people. Tell them while they're still alive. Well, I want to add something to that now that I've learned this past couple months. And that is, if you have something you want to say to people, do not wait. Don't wait for the funeral. Don't wait till they decide to move share that with them. 
You know, if you care about someone, you know, brother, I love you. I care about you, man. You're a real close friend. I value our friendship. Those words, you know, hearing things like that, when you know you're about to walk away and move, you know, it, it hits you in the heart. And uh, so I want you all to know that, you know, think about all the people that whose lives you've touched, whose lives you've been around, whose lives have touched your life. So what you want to do is, you know, start a mission, write down these people's names. I'm going to encourage you right now. Here's the challenge. It's not even a challenge. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a pen and paper, write down names of people that you really care about, that if they told you tomorrow they were going to move, it would break your heart. And you then you'd want to say to them, I can't believe you're leaving. I'm going to miss you. I love you. I care about you. I want you to take and make that list. And I want you to take the time out and either you know, during the week, pick one a day or whatever you need to do and go by and see these people and say, hey, I just want to let you know something. You know, don't mention, hey, I seen a podcast. Steve Lewis told me that I should go out and tell people what I really think about them. No, you don't have to give me credit. Just do it. Just go out and say, hey, I was in the neighborhood. Don't even say I was in the neighborhood. Scratch that. Here's what you want to say. I've been thinking about you. I want you to know how I really feel about you. And I'm here to tell you that I care about you. I love you as a brother and or same thing, females, same thing. I mean, you know, guys don't go up to someone who's not your wife and say, hey, I just want you to know I love you and care about you. No, that no, no, no. What the point is, go tell your friends, tell them, hey, listen, Ryan, Ryan Babin, I love you, man. You're a good friend. Looking forward to going fishing on Friday with you. We're going to have a great time. Even if you outfish me, I'm having a blast being with you. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Hey, you know what? Mike Daigle, you're all right. Sometimes you can act a little different, but I love you, man. We have a great time together. Love your laugh. Love the way you joke around and have a good time. I love you. I care about you. Steve Young, brother. I made him hug me, by the way, the other day. He gave me a one-arm hug, and I made him bring both arms around. There's nothing wrong with hugging a man. You hear me, guys? Nothing wrong with hugging a man and telling him you love him. You know, all you guys, you know who I'm talking to. You know who I'm talking about. The bottom line is tell each other. Make sure that that person knows, you know, if someone were to move, if someone was to pass away unexpectedly, you know in your heart that you told them how you felt. So keep that in mind. Um, I wanted to share that because that's really important. That was on my heart. Um, one of the things, like I said, I've, so many beautiful things have been said to my wife and I. And so once people found out, of course, they were very thankful that we weren't leaving and things like that. But at the same time, it made me realize that that needs to be shared. Don't we need to stop waiting, folks. Start telling people how you feel about them. There's nothing wrong with that. My wife even shared with me how she pulled one of her CNAs aside and she praised them. She told them, you know what? You're doing an amazing job. Thank you for all you're doing. I love the way you stepped up to the plate. You're doing an awesome job. She almost brought the young lady to tears. That's what it's all about. Telling people you love them, you care about them, you appreciate them. We all need encouragement, folks. 
It's good to hear these things. Don't wait until we're about to move. Don't wait until you think someone's going to die or they've died already to get up in the funeral and say, I love that guy. I cared about that guy. I wish I would have taken more time out to be with them. I wish I would have told them before it was too late. You don't want to be in that situation. Okay, folks. So with that being said, great stuff. I wanted to share all that with you. Be careful what you say to people who are going through the grieving process. It's not an easy process. Try to put yourself in their shoes. And if you can't hug them, tell them, I'm sorry for your loss. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Okay. So with that being said, I just want to let you know that love on one another, take care of one another. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till the funeral. Don't wait till they say they're going to move. Remember, love on one another. If you don't know what people are going through, offer. So here's the last thing I wanted to share. If someone loses a loved one and you say, if you need me, call me. Make sure you answer that phone when they call. Make sure you're there from there for them if they ask you for help. Back up your word. You know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be truthful, be there for people, and really be there for them. So with that being said, let's go ahead and pray. Hope you enjoyed this three-part series. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to share on the grieving process so far. I thank you for the emails from Grief Share. I thank you for the study plan on grieving. Heavenly Father, bless all those listening to the sound of my voice. Help them in all that they do. Blessings upon every family out there who's lost loved ones, Lord, which is many. Teach us how to be the people that we need to be so that people can be reached. I thank you for the blessings. I thank you for all that you've done for me. I thank you for this message that I'm able to share to each and every person. Heavenly Father is truly an amazing blessing to be able to share these podcasts with people all around the world. I do not take it for granted, Lord. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everything. May all the words in these messages reach those who need to hear them to help people through the grieving process. So with that being said, thank you for all the blessings. Bless each and everyone listening to the sound of my voice and watching this video. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. There you have it, folks. Part three of the grieving process complete. And I keep messing the name up, the grief experience. Thank you for watching. Bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Remember, tell each other you love one another. Let each other know that you care about each other. The girls just got back. If you heard that car, they've got the Chinese food. I'm out here out front with the sun. Feels great. Feels fantastic. So seriously, I just want to let you folks know that, you know, be careful what you say to one another. When someone loses a loved one, be considerate. You know, try to say the right thing. If you don't know what to say, hug them, tell them you love them, tell them you're sorry for their loss. Help out where needed, see a need, help them. Be there. Sometimes the best thing to do is just be silent and just be there in a supportive way. So with that being said, God bless you all. Thank you all for your prayers. I'm looking forward to reading your comments about this three-part series because your comments help me as I continue this ministry online with Relevance for Today. Thank you so much. God bless you all. By the way, I just uh, got information back that we are now on iHeartRadio as well. So that is really cool. I have a... Uh, 
an Echo, one of those Amazon Echoes at the house. I've got the tall one. Um, and I said to it to the other day, I said, Alexa, play Relevance for Today podcast. And one of my podcast shows actually started playing from my Echo. I was truly blessed. So that was amazing. Thank you all for sharing these messages. I appreciate all your support out there and all your prayers. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Hey, there you have it, folks. Once again, thanks for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Make sure you get in touch with me and uh, let me know what you think. Comment in the comment section, as well as don't forget, you can get in touch with me at stephenlewisrft at hotmail.com. Or you can also head over to www.relevanceforttoday.org. Check us out there. Kingdom Community on Facebook as well as head over to Kingdom Community TV. Check us out over there as well. And I'll be sending out some information about Fun TV, the Faith United Network connection over there as well. We're expanding, we're growing. God is opening up some amazing doors. Hey, let's get connected. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. Check us out on YouTube as well, where we're going to be working on trying to move everything over to the Christian platforms, reaching more people around the world. Hey, God bless you. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get connected. Love you. Peace.